0: what is going on everybody welcome back to true north talk season two episode seven this is the first time we've had a normal intro here in a while not doing one of our corny rhymes that we like to do um i kind of feel sad about that peter don't you
1: yeah maybe maybe sad isn't quite the right word but it's 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 different a little bit but we figured we just kind of kind of get right into it in this episode and i'm sure we'll bring bring the heat in, in episode eight, we won't be late.
0: Yeah, we bring the heat. When we're eating the bone, we're not going to leave no meat. So, um, but yeah, we did, We just want to kind of get right into this one. Um, this is going to be an episode that's more off the cuff. We like to do this every once in a while. And it uh, kind of reminds me of a conversation that I had with my wife this week about um, structure in our lives and... The importance of structure but I know me personally and you can give your thoughts on this Peter but like I I like to have a really good amount of structure but as much as I like structure I need to have freedom like even freedom within that structure you know and I think I like to I personally like to have this in the podcast sometimes where you know we we have uh, episodes where we will develop an outline entirely and, and really stick to that and put a lot of research into things um and not to say that we haven't done research with this topic, but you know, we have those episodes and I think we have these episodes once in a while where we like to just kind of talk and, and, uh, just have a conversation and share it with you guys about something that I think is a helpful topic. So, um, yeah. Does that like, do you relate with that personally? Yeah. With the whole balance of structure and freedom?
1: 100%. Yeah. And I think, I think it's reflected, especially in the work that I do. Like there, there's a structure to it. You know, I'm, have a responsibility to, to put out articles about the sports that I cover. Um, and I have, you know, obviously a lot of times, especially in evenings or or during the weekend or whatever, I have specific games that I'm going to get to that I can't change the times of. And I even have a certain like structure of, of the way that I write out the story. But at the same time, I have the freedom then like during the day to kind of, you know, I'm very blessed in the ability to kind of have flexible hours, move stuff around and everything when, when I want to. And just just doing that. And I think it does. It's also in the writing that I do, too. Like, it's not like it always has to be the exact same style. Sometimes I'll mix in, you know, in in the writing world, we talk about it like an inverted pyramid where you start with with kind of the really broad details and you lower it down to kind of like the the finer, small details throughout the story as you get deeper into it. Um, And there are a lot of different variety of ways, but kind of having the flexibility with that. And I I think in life in general, it's important to have that because I think structure, if you don't have any structure, it's kind of like your body. Like if you don't, if you didn't have bones, we would just be like a mess of like, you know, muscles and skin and fat and just like, you know, all like the nerves and everything in our body, but we would have no, we wouldn't be able to stand up or anything. We'd just be a blob. But because we have that structure and we have the bones in our body, it gives us that like stability and kind of like the base that we need, and then we can build off of, because ultimately it's like, it is, it's kind of like the bones and the muscles, like we can, we can work on our muscles, we can, you know, do physical weight training, and exercise, and run, we can, you know, improve our lung health, and our heart health, but we can't change our bones, I mean, I know with technology nowadays, technically you can, because there's like bone extension surgeries, or whatever, um, stuff like that, but ultimately, you know, we can't, without the assistance of like surgeries, do anything to change how our bones are. And so I think it's important to have that structure and also though, to have that flexibility, you know, things like tendons and joints that allow us to, to move those, those, you know, all the parts of our body around. So yeah, I, I definitely relate to that. The idea of having structure that's also flexible. I think it's, it's an important way to live because if you live with just structure you get so caught up into like the rules and the rules and it always has to be this way and it can never, yeah. it can never, you know, divulge from this specific path. But yeah. then if you're, if you're too loose with everything, then there's like, there's no organization and it's easy for things to kind of maybe either get overwhelmed get or you can't, you can't get anything done. And so I think, yeah, finding that balance between the two and you know, you know that, that, you know, I think we both do always like talking about, you know, finding the balance and things and, And I think with this episode, too, it's kind of like we have a basic idea. But what you were talking about with this episode, too, I agree with. And it's like I almost think this is more of like an experience type thing anyways. Like I know there's scripture about it. And we have one that we'll read at some point in this episode. We have a couple of verses. But I think this is something, you know, and kind of the, the, the theme and we'll see where it goes with this. But it's kind of talking about celebrating life and growth and facing down adulthood both Joseph and I in the last couple of weeks celebrated our twenty fourth birthdays um so that's you know kind hey. of a, another milestone we're another year older, another year you know in the books of of getting closer to God getting to each closer to each other as friends and as brothers in christ and and that last year has brought one second yeah
0: one second real quick I just want to point this out so Peter and I's birthday it's not our birthdays are two weeks apart, right and we turn the same age on our birthdays yep and then my wife's birthday is four days after mine, yeah. and then your wife to be's birthday <laughs> is a basically a week after yours. Yep. So <laughs> eight days. Yeah. Peter and I, and both of our my spouse and his future spouse, we're all within what two and a half weeks,
1: something like that. Or yeah. no, about three weeks. About three weeks, but it's still it's it's all like the same period and. Yeah, yeah. So we even, we even got to, it's, it's actually, if you're wondering why there wasn't an episode last week, that's kind of a part of it. We were, we were hoping to maybe <laughs> record together, but we, we ended up, you know, obviously doing, doing a lot of things together and everything kind of just didn't, didn't quite have the time for it, but it was, it was important to have that valuable time together.
0: Yeah. And if we were doing a, if we were doing a video show, like we did back in the day with PB and J show, uh, yeah. now would be a good time to maybe put some clips in from the Michigan game where,
1: uh, <laughs> exactly. my
0: wife got the high five Jim Harbaugh. It was pretty yep. cool yep um and we were down by the field if you guys have never been or heard of Nebraska football, their stadium is one where you can literally walk right next to the benches basically yep. it's kind of I would liken it to like a track on a, a high school football field right it where is, it's like it is a,
1: similar there there's a fence between that track as you said, yeah. and the players and the benches but you're i mean you're right there you're literally you
0: can get if you go up to the fence which they don't allow you to stand by the fence during the game right, but if you go up to the fence you can be Literally five feet away from you the could, players. You could get a high
1: five from the player easily. Yeah, yeah. It's right
0: there. Yeah. So we were there. We enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, we all traveled out. And so Would Sarah you pick, and what I. You do, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'll just give it to you. Do you want to tell the story on that?
1: Yeah, I can do that. Um, so we were. <laughs> I know we probably have a lot of listeners who are from like the Midwest and maybe especially Ohio, and so we were at Raising Canes. The reason I said that first part is because people people will probably be pretty familiar with Raising Cane, Raising Canes, and so we went there and we got some. We were going to order, and I was I was kind of challenged to to say this phrase that Sarah had just kind of thought of off the cuff. Correct? Like just well, kinda, so or,
0: Sarah was trying to explain to the car, which was me and you and and your wife to be, Brooke. Right. Um, she was explaining this slogan they like to say at the drive-through when you pull up to the the speaker,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I th- I think they say chicken chicken what you pickin' right. So she was trying to say chicken chicken what you picking? but she ended up <laughs> she ended up coining a legendary term that will be forever will a part yeah. of our vocabulary. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> which is
0: Peter. I'm, I'll give it to you. Which is
1: what you picking chicken? What. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're going to have to clip this and put it up somewhere. I don't we know will. where but like we will. We'll have to. Instagram stories <laughs> or
1: Facebook or something or TikTok or something. Yeah, a little short <laughs> short clip, yeah. So Which big
0: chicken would.
1: Yeah, and I know I know, you know, shout shout out Brooke. I know she's she's got the clip. I think she was recording it. So yeah. it might be it might we be have something video that we got to post. Yeah. Hey,
0: and shout out Sarah for for coining the term. Exactly. I mean, she generated yeah. that. I don't know how she did it, but she
1: a vast source of wisdom.
0: <laughs> yeah, <but> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to listen to her just now. She was explaining. you just want to come over here real quick?
1: The first gonna... the first guest appearance of of Sarah Sarah Staten. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> potentially. So,
1: but it, but if not, while while we're waiting for her, maybe to come over if she does or not. Um, what what the how the rest of the story goes is we we pull up to the drive through and and after the phrase is coined, I'm I'm then dared to to say it and go up to the window and say it and I or well up to the ordering station first and I remember in that moment the worker was confused and then we pull up again to the window to to pay for the food and that was that was probably the funniest moment out of out of all of them when I said what you picking chicken what and the guy (laughs) the guy inside the window was just totally confused and had no idea what was going on I think I said it one more time I was like what you picking chicken what and and then no, you was, and then I was like, I'm I'm sorry. The best
0: part of it was you were completely serious when you asked him. Yeah. Like which which pick a chicken? What? And he just kind of looked at you for a second. He was like, What?
1: <laughs> what, what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> what?
0: Which? If he said what, you could have said what chicken picking what?
1: Said just it kind of went with it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, no, that was that was fun. That was, was that the a, only term that we coined? Um, I feel like there was another term that came out of that trip.
1: There might have been. That's the only one I'm thinking of right now, because that one was pretty memorable. And then the rest of the night was was a fun night. I mean, there's some
0: there's some words where we've Sarah and I have continually and will continue to develop our own vocabulary. Ba-a, so like ba, 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 yeah,
1: ba. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
0: yeah, you and Brooke developed your uh,
1: ba ba, <laughs> ba-a. <laughs> which
0: which means ba. <laughs> Well, it means bah, but I would say it's kind of like, like,
1: it's an a term endearing of endearment. term. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I was looking for that. yeah. You, you, Look at you that, said we literally were yeah. on the same exact wave. Exactly, like, same moment. In term of endearment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm i getting lost in the weeds. What were we saying before we went in that whole story?
1: Right. Um. Oh, we're, we're talking, talking about, about birthdays. our birthdays. Yeah, our birthdays yeah. and how they're all together. So just, you know, in this episode, that's what we'll be talking about, just kind of celebrating life which is what we definitely were able to do a week ago now at this point as to when we're recording and you know just celebrating celebrating our you know because we're we're all young people all all in our 20s and everything and just kind of feeling out those things of both being you know filled with I guess kind of like a zeal and excitement for life while also kind of facing facing down the more you know serious things of, of becoming an adult and so I think what we'll talk about in this episode and maybe if we wanted to get into it, unless you had any sort of other like intro things is how you, how you think is the best way to balance that, you know, having the fun, celebrating life, enjoying life while also making sure that we have that structure, which I think we all kind of, we kind of already started talking about, but that balance between having structure and having the flexibility.
0: Yeah. And before we go into that, I I want to I was reminded of a point I was going to make when you, when you went into that and it was about balance and order mm-hmm. or, you know, chaos and order and finding balance, but also the importance of like intentional chaos. Sometimes And when I say chaos, I mean, freedom, right? Because God is a God of order and we need to have order in our lives or we're not going to get anything done. Like you were saying, you know, I think that in our lives, and we're we're already getting into the topic of this podcast right now. But in our lives, we need to have a set amount of order, and I think it probably should be evenly balanced with the freedom we have. But like in that order and balance, we need to go hard with that with it with that order. Like if we have eight hours of our day that we set aside for, okay, this is when I'm going to work out. This is when I'm going to read my Bible. This is when I'm going to read my supplemental readings, books I want to read to improve my intellect, my understanding of whatever. Uh, my writing skills, whatever you're going to focus on in that set amount of order, you know, and routine, focus on it hard and get it done. But like once you're outside of that, I think it's important to have just as much time to like just be free mentally, because I know personally with me, like whether it's True North or whether it's my old YouTube channel I did or currently what I'm doing now, which is trying to continue to build on some of my writing skills and build Publius, which is in its early, very early stages. But I need that um freedom to f- to be able to have ideas that come to me, and this is actually was a principle that was in um what was it I think it okay so it, it was a Earl Nightingale talks about the subconscious mind, and I would suggest everybody listening. I've mentioned him a couple of times go check him out. but the subconscious mind is a concept that um I think there's a good amount of scientific evidence for it, but basically the idea is that the subconscious mind is always running. Even if you're not consciously thinking about something, your subconscious mind is active, including when you're sleeping. So, you know, if you give, if you think about, about something like, hey, <clears throat> I need to find a solution to this problem. You know, I need to figure out, for example, what am I going to call my business I want to start? What um, what are ways I can innovate and, and create new... Um, just new abilities for my business to grow. Uh, what are new ideas for, for example, your YouTube channel, Peter, or my YouTube channel? You ask these questions when your conscious mind is active, but your body needs that freedom for your subconscious mind to be able to start working and give you those solutions. And there's a lot more into this concept in Earl Nightingale's content, which I would suggest go, going and checking out. But I'm saying all this to say this is just an example of why our bodies and our minds and our souls... Need that balance in order, but it also needs the freedom and maybe we could just segue right into the topic here too with like this is a concept that I learned personally I'd say when I was about twenty 20 years old, maybe, but I didn't fully start implementing it until I was twenty two probably and it was you know my challenge as a young man I think was like because my dad was an entrepreneur and because I'm entrepreneurial anyways in my mindset. Um, and especially before I found my calling, a lot of the jobs I worked would not be ful- fulfilling to me because I was not interested in them or I just didn't like the idea of working for somebody else because I knew of the creative abilities that God gave me. And I was always thinking to myself like, I could be making my own money, I could be building my own business and I'm sitting here working for $10 an hour making another guy rich basically. Mm-hmm. you know. But I didn't learn the concept, I didn't know back then the value in balancing out your sacrifice and your freedom, because that sacrifice, even just getting in the, in the habit of like doing something you don't want to do for eight hours can allow you to mentally focus and be free to think creatively and what, okay, how can I build my own business? How can I do these things? That's a concept I didn't learn until I was fully, probably when I was 22 years old. And that allowed me successfully to like, I finally took that step and started my YouTube channel and saw some success from it. You know, making the TikTok videos that supplemented my channel that was seeing a really good amount of success Um, and just finding my calling. But these are things I think partially came from understanding that concept. But is this something that you can relate to in your life as far as I know you can relate to it, but was there a moment for you where, you know, this concept kind of fully sank in or you realized what it was and maybe you were already practicing it, but you didn't even necessarily know what to call that, you know?
1: Yeah. What I, what I thought of and what I jotted down, cause I didn't want to forget it while, while you were talking was the rule of thirds. We talk about mm. rule of thirds when it comes to like camera, we talked about it in, in that way before this episode. But the other thing is the, the rule of thirds when it comes to dividing your day up into three, eight hour periods, the 80, 20 principle or yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's similar. It's, it's a different similar. principle, but I'll go okay. into it a little bit when you're done. Yeah. And so this, this is basically this idea of and I want to stress the importance of sleep. That's the first stage. is is mm-hmm. setting aside eight hours for that every night. And even if you're not like asleep fully for those eight hours, it's having at least eight hours where you're like just shutting off completely and you're, you're you're trying to sleep. Like sometimes you're only gonna maybe actually be asleep for seven hours out of that. But you know you're setting aside eight hours where you're like my body needs to rest to recover to prepare for the next day. And then you also have eight hours of work. The typical workday is is a nine to five, um, you know. For for me, for example, I would say I probably do still work around eight hours in a day. It's just spaced out a little differently. I do a couple hours in the morning, few hours early afternoon-ish, and then a few hours in the evening. But it's still I would I would estimate factors out to around eight hours. Can and I? you then- just
0: really cool. Can I interject something about sure. that point there about yeah. work because I think it's important. I think work can look like a lot of different things. Like the concept of sacrifice and work can look like can look like reading. If you're reading for 30 minutes a day, that's, I think in my opinion, that's a part of sacrificing your time to be able to grow intellectually and grow mentally and spiritually. Um, you know, and also a lot of jobs that I, jobs that I've worked, you know, people have this idea of work. Like I have to be grinding for eight hours straight. Like the reality is some jobs you'll clock in and like 40% of the time you're not really doing anything, you know, 60% of the time you're busy quote unquote working but the idea is just about setting aside the time for sacrifice, sacrificing your own time. So, so I think the important like takeaway from that idea is not necessarily that you have to be working nonstop for eight hours, but that you have eight hours set aside to focus on things that are in a sacrificial nature so that you will you know, put the work in, but you'll have the eight hours after that, which I think you're going to talk about right here, the other third of the day, which is should be set aside for more freedom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, I think maybe I approach it a little bit differently because my work is divided up a little bit. So I see it more as like when I'm, you know, in those eight hours being intentional. And I and I, I just kind of, again, jotted down quickly, like those eight hours are maybe more for professional growth. And I, And I would ask, do you think, Those eight hours, or maybe maybe I guess I'll ask you this after I explain the other eight hours, what what I kind of put down, and I'm sure there's probably a better word for it, but I kind of put down like eight hours extra. Like we have eight Hmm. hours of extra time, and and some of that time, I kind of wrote down here too, it it should be poured into spiritual growth, personal growth, and just kind of overall improvement of just life in general. And that, that isn't in the same way as work, but you know, it's, yeah. it's like all that you do in those extra eight hours should benefit you in some way. And there doesn't always have to be a structure. I, I think again, you know, eight hours, there isn't eight hours of sleep. There isn't a whole lot of structure with that. It's just making sure that you adhere to those eight hours. Right. The work. The work I would say is where you need the most structure because some, some people, some people are outliers and they work better when there's like little to no structure at all, but I believe you can't get a whole lot done in that sort of environment if it doesn't have at least some structure to it.
0: Yeah. And then maybe those
1: eight extra hours are a little bit more again, fluid and you're able to have freedom with that.
0: Yeah. It's hard for me to like even conceptualize not having any structure with work because when I think about that, I think about like when I was the, when I was at the prime of creating content online, um, I would have to have structure and routine because if I didn't have structure, the processes by which I would create content, for example, would be very inefficient. Like you have, there's a certain things you have to get really good at really quickly, which, you know, you know, those, those processes have to be structured. So I think that's in my opinion, that's why I said you have to have some sort of structure with your work. Um, But also like you're saying like the eight hours of time, it's like extra time essentially, you know, I think people can think I have to work. There's like this common idea of like, I don't even know what, to, what they call it, just like grind culture. Like I have to grind 24 seven. I have to work 16 hours a day to be great. The reality is I've seen a couple studies on this. And I think there's a very like famous study that cited quite a bit about this idea. But like, you know, working more doesn't, does not mean more results because there is a fall off point where there's right. diminishing returns. That's why I think balance is good because having eight hours of quality work is better than having 12 hours of average work, you know? And this principle right here, I just held it up, the 80-20 principle, it's called the Pareto principle, um, basically says that putting in 20% of the effort will bring 80% of the results. And that idea just in general is also applicable to this idea, which is having quality time that you set aside is much better than having quantity and time set aside. But also, you know, there is overlap. So like, for example, Peter, you're a sports editor. You enjoy what you do for a living, which is working, but in your extra time, you know, you enjoy watching football games just to watch them. You know, you enjoy watching soccer just to watch it. So technically that stuff is going toward your work because you're building more knowledge, but it's not necessarily work for you. And that's not a negative thing. And I think that's a good way when you feel like, you've identified your calling, you've identified what brings you joy when it comes to work. And in the same sense, like, you know, if I I enjoy consuming any content related to, you know, faith, morality, um, governance. You know, I read about this stuff in my free time. It's just what I like to do. And it's not a negative thing if that correlates with your work. Right. And there's also some times too, when you like, when you get in the zone and, and some days you might work 12 hours, you know, if I'm- yep. Back in the day, if I would work on a video that I really cared about and wanted to make really good quality, I would spend 14 hours a day total working, you know, Mm -hmm. but it didn't feel like work because I got lost in my work because I loved it. So Hmm. I don't think that's a negative thing, but I think it's just a general rule to say, you know, that balance is good because even in those times when I had like 14 hour days, for example, you will pay some sort of consequence for not having more time for your body to recover and just like that free time. But I think the important takeaway in that scenario is that you're making a choice to do it. You know, you're not forcing yourself to like I have to work 16 hours. Right. Um, I just think it's important to have that balance and you know just an overall kind of general principle. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. When I even kind of went off screen here for a second, I found picked up this book that I'm showing Joe right now. If we're on video, I'd be showing all your listeners. It's called The System: The Glory and Scandal of Big Time College Football. First of all, it's important for your mental like just clarity and improving your mind to to read books often mm-hmm. and this also benefits me. I would say more so towards college football talk, which is kind of it's in that that 8 hours of like the quote-unquote extra time. Um it's not, you know, specifically the work as as a sports editor. But that's the thing too. Is a lot of the stuff that I do, even in my free time, does kind of correlate. Just because it's the stuff that I enjoy doing, like you, like you were talking about, Joe. Like right. it's it's something that I enjoy doing, or like you know, something that I think of is consuming content, like like the Chosen, watching something like that, mm. where it's it's like drawing stuff from from the word, but it's a little bit more like you know, I guess I don't I don't know what the right word is, but just like. Again, it's kind of like there's more, like, freedom side of it to things. Like, it's not like, and I don't know, reading, reading the Bible, it's not like that's, like, a job or a chore, but being able to sometimes consume content in that different way, because it does feel like sometimes it's either, you know, it's either reading the Bible, it's singing worship songs, or listening to a sermon. But there are other mm-hmm. ways that we can consume, you know, consume from, from the Word of God without just reading praise songs or a sermon. And I think that's, that's one of the ways is, is watching a show like that, or, or again, reading like a, an extra biblical source, or even just having conversations like this, like this sort of thing. This is something that I pour in to my spiritual walk is this time, you know, every week and even throughout the week when Joe and I are talking. And I also have have the same thing with Brooke, you know, where we improve on our spiritual journeys together. And so I think those are things that kind of fit in that quote unquote, like extra time that you can have that that's really the best for that spiritual and personal growth. Again, going to the gym is a big part of that too. And again, I have a structure with that. Like if I was just going to the gym just to do whatever, and I had no structure with that, I'm not going to see any progress. I'm not going to see any, any sort of steps forward into becoming healthier, making the strides that I want to make in terms of building my physique and just, you know, having that experience. But I go in there. And at the same time, too, it's not like I'm held down by like this specific, like rigid, like, I'm going to do exactly three sets of this exercise for eight reps, I'm going to do this exact like time under tension sort of things. Like those are all things that are in the back of my mind, like that base structure. But I'm not like so obsessive about it that it's like it has to be yeah. exactly like this. Like I have. There's
0: still freedom in the structure. Exactly. You know? I, have,
1: I have a split that I go with, but I alternate the exercises that I do for, for the same muscle groups ultimately, but different ways of, of going about it. And I think that can apply to a, a variety of other things in life. And, and what you said, too, I wrote this down when I was writing down the, the rule of thirds was you sometimes pull like an hour or a couple hours from, from work that yeah. that you know take away from that you know free time but it's important then when you do take those couple hours to when you can kind of pulling maybe a couple of the work hours and spending those hours in that kind of like free time and making sure that that ends up balancing out maybe maybe at the end of the week if you if if that's possible or at the end of a month or something really just kind of staying up on that
0: yeah yeah, there's actually a scripture um, we discussed in Life Group this week about... Um, you said like other ways, like conversations like this even are edifying. And um, it reminded me of something we talked about, which is like worshiping in spirit, which is more along the lines of worship music, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, worshiping in truth, which is, you know, John four twenty three through 24. but the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The question in life group was what does worshiping in truth look like? And I answered it and it was along the lines of even just discussing the truth in God's word is worshiping him, you know, contemplating the ideas, challenging one another and our faith and our walks and, you know, that is something that comes from things like this the conversations we have and i don't i want to i don't want to like gloss over that cuz it's not easy to find somebody like peter and i've been blessed to have met each other in high school and become friends and all that and we have a podcast so it's it's kind of built into our lives at this point to discuss our faith every week which has been mm-hmm. absolutely massive in my walk you yeah. know same and, for me it's just such a blessing to have that. But you know, there are other ways you can do that. Like if you don't have that in your life, you know, there's many ways to find people like that. And it might take you some time to find somebody who's willing to do that every week, but there are opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's such a, such a massive thing. It's just been such a help for me because it keeps me accountable. You know, there's Mm -hmm. the reality of this podcast. And what we do here is like, you can't do this if you're not right with God. And if you are, Doing it, you know, it's just not going to be a fun time because you got to get on a podcast (laughs) and talk about something that, you know, you haven't been living out, you know, so it it makes you stay honest. And uh, it's even just doing true north has taught me a lot about discipline. And um, I guess you could say balance in that way. So, right. Um, But
1: another thing that I thought of quickly when you were talking there about just like the moments when we can worship God in, in just kind of the more day to day thing, I think another great thing to to do with this. And it's something that kind of, that my dad does is like just kind of being in awe of his creation. And what the way that my dad does that oftentimes is he'll go fishing. And that quiet time that he just spends on the lake is literally the time that he spends like hours just with the Lord in, in contemplation, like Lord, show me what you want, want me to see this week, this month, this year, even just this day, at a more specific yeah. level, and so it's it's simple things like that. Like next time that you see a sunset, just be like, "Wow, God, you are so incredible. Your creation is so beautiful. It's so just awe inspiring." Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of the mindset that you have too. Like if if your mindset around everything is like like if something good happens in your day, it's like, "God, thank you, that's a blessing." If if there's a challenge, it's God, help me help me to face this. I know that you're gonna draw draw good from this situation. And so when you have when you have that focus in your mindset throughout the day it really changes kind of you you truly believe i mean i truly believe that you can throughout your day worship god in everything
0: oh yeah yeah and i think too like it's important that we uh we speak things like that because i what was i forget what i was like reading or listening to but there was something i was reading i think about um like battling like you know demonic influence with negative thoughts or something like hmm. that. And the, the idea behind this thing I was reading was like that the tongue and speech is, is more powerful than thoughts. Like speech can direct your thoughts. So
1: stay tuned on that. Cause we've got, yeah, we've, we've had a podcast episode in the works for a while that we've yeah. wanted that we've wanted to do on that. So I don't know if that'll be the next episode, but that one's coming this, up soon.
0: I'll I'll definitely leave the meat of this idea for that episode, right. but but the basic concept is speaking things out loud has a lot of power in this world that we live in, in this earth, which in my opinion, I think is why our music a lot of the times is so negative is because, you know, people don't understand this, but like, you know, you'll be singing a song that you've memorized the words to like a Drake song or just any secular song. But when you're actually saying these words out loud, Hmm. like demons don't care if if you're just saying them because you are saying them or if you're saying them because of it's a song, like they don't mm-hmm. care. you the fact is you're saying the words. So yeah. if you're openly speaking evil words and, and negativity over your life, that is going to have consequences, you know, and we have music that pushes us to say these negative things and we know every word to horrible songs. Um, but this, the power of speech is really incredible. And I've actually gotten the habit, I think because of some negative things that I've, that I've experienced or, or witnessed I have trained myself and I say this carefully and humbly because like, you know, there's obviously much worse things that could happen, but um, with like a personal matter I've been dealing with that you're familiar with, Peter, we've been praying a lot about, but like Mm I, in the midst of the worst of that, I'm still like, thank you, Lord.
1: Hmm.
0: Thank you. You know, even when it sucks, just training yourself to disconnect yourself from the emotions and the feelings and praise God, because I know that like, I know what God's word says. And I know that like ultimately, he will win and he'll have victory. And, you know, having that faith will get you through the toughest things in this life. But it also applies to like when you're saying when things are good, you know, praising God, like, yeah, on a sunset, like, wow. And I've done that many times myself. Like, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful world that we live in. Mm -hmm. You know, thank you for the beautiful life you've given me because it is beautiful. Right. Um, Which I think kind of brings all this back around with our topic, which is celebrating life and and Mm -hmm. just being grateful for every day we have on this earth, truly. Um, which I think I've hopefully grown to embrace that too, is just like really, really appreciating every single day that I have. That's usually how I start some of my prayers is like, just thank you for this day. You know, thank you for giving me another day of life. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you have any more thoughts, but if not, we can we can touch that uh touch on that Corinthian scripture and kind of wrap things up
1: no i th- I think you summarized that that really well, and yeah, I think it's I think it's those little moments that are the easiest ones to overlook, like it's easy yeah. when something big happens that's good to be like, "Lord, thank you for this," or when something big that's bad happens, it's easy to get caught up in that, but the little things day to day just being grateful for every every moment that we have, every lesson that we learn every every even just small little blessing throughout our day it's it's being cognizant of that and, and being aware of that and being thankful. so definitely. I figured this this verse kind of goes a little bit with with what we wanted to talk about with this episode when, when Joe brought it up earlier earlier this week. This is First Corinthians chapter 13 verses 11 and 12. When I was a child, this is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection, as in a mirror. Then we will, see, we, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part; then I shall know fully. Even as I am fully known. I have, I have one, one quick observation that stands out to that. I don't know if you wanted to, to add your thoughts first or.
0: No, you can go ahead first.
1: Yeah. So the the first thing that I think of is, for now. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. It kind of is like, I don't know. I don't know if interesting is the right word to say. I feel like it's kind of not doing that. That doesn't do it justice. But this idea that like even when we're past childhood and we become a man and we put childhood behind us, we're still like nowhere near to fully fully developed as, as spiritual beings, as as mm. as believers. And that's that's what I think of here because it's like now we see a reflection of you know, I imagine what Paul is saying here is that we see a reflection of of the Lord and, and being made in God's image and all of all of that. But when we see face to face, then we'll know fully as, as we are fully known, because God knows everything, everything about us to our deepest inmost being, because he created us and he watches out for us every day. And so that's, what's kind of stands out to me is even while we're, you know, even when we become grown, when we become, you know, when we become a man we put childhood behind us, we still have so much more learning to do. And I, I think that fits perfectly with this kind of like second point or whatever of, of growth and, and facing adulthood is that it's a constant, constant journey of growth and constantly like seeing more and more of that reflection in the mirror of, of what we should be. And none of us are ever fully, fully perfect at this nowhere close, but we should day by day, day by day, see more of a reflection of Jesus in our lives.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And it's not, it's not always linear growth. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there are some like milestones and like just big kind of leaps of growth that do happen in our lives. And I, I can think of like specific examples for my life that I, for time's sake, won't go into. But um, yeah, I mean, I would agree with with how you kind of analyze that. I was reading an article quickly on this verse here and basically it was saying like, you know, not to get, let's see, I'll just read it here. We were immature, naive, and perhaps irrational. But when we grew up and understood life better, our perspective changed. We put the ways of childhood behind us. Rather know that faith means not always knowing everything, but having hope that God's great love will come to fruition when we all work together, uh, and toward the goal of receiving salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just, honestly, I think it's a perfect kind of finishing point of what we talked about today, which, you know, I guess we kind of jumped around a couple, couple different things, but the overall message I think is like, just learning at, you know, learning as we go through life, some important concepts. And I think specifically, you know, the, the importance of just balance, balance in our lives and learning to apply that and what that looks like. Um, I think it was a really good conversation today. Hopefully some people took value from this episode. I really enjoy doing these kind of just discussion episodes, you know, and we really didn't have much of a outline today, but I think it actually helped us out. So,
1: um, I hope
0: some of you guys listening took some value from from this episode, but, um, any, any finishing thoughts?
1: I just think it, it, it ties into what, to what you were just saying back to that, you know, constant learning, constant growth. I know sometimes as Christians, we're almost like, I don't want to say scared, but like hesitant to use the word evolution, but I'm not talking about like evolution, you know, like that (laughs) science talks about, I'm talking about evolution as of, of who we are day by day, becoming, becoming more and more like, like God. Yeah. Um,
0: And evolution of our vocabulary, chicken picking what,
1: (laughs) chicken picking what (laughs) growth of the (laughs) vocabulary. And then I think that that structure and having the freedom that we kind of talked about at the beginning is, is important too. Um, Because through that structure, we have like almost a blueprint and kind of like a foundation for our growth. But then we also still have have freedom to to not feel like it has to, again, be along this linear path to to tie in another thing that we said. I think, again, that that balance between structure and, and freedom is is the formula for ultimately experiencing the best possible growth as as we. Both celebrate life and experience challenges, and, and and good and bad things, and just kind of face face this journey of life because it's it is it's a constant journey. There's there's good and bad, and it's important to just keep our eyes fixed on Christ, the the author and creator and sustainer of life.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't really think I could say anything else to make that better. So, uh, <laughs> do you want to lead some prayer?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Sure, let's do it. Yeah. Father God, I thank you for another opportunity to just come together and and discuss things, things of your world, of your word, and just to have this discussion today. And thank you for just the ability to have that balance between structure and freedom. I pray that in each of us you would just forge that day by day and help us to find that that balance lord both joseph and myself and everybody listening to this episode that we would that we would have that structure that's that's especially so important in in faith and have that structure of the word and and the knowledge of the word but also have have that freedom to to worship you in a multitude of different ways whether that's prayer or just thankfulness and gratefulness or listening listening to your word in a sermon or or just listening to it maybe through like we talked about two other ways, like like watching a, a series like The Chosen or or Passion of the Christ, a movie like that, Lord. I just I, I thank you so much for for this opportunity. Thank you for for having a, a brother like brother in Christ like Joe who who we can just experience, you know, mutual growth together to to come closer to you, Lord and Thank you for what a blessing that is, and just thank you for this episode today. I pray that, again, that everybody listening can can take something from this episode, whatever that might be, but that you would just, that you would be uplifted ultimately at the end of the day as well with, with all that we say and do and think, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
0: Lord, I also want to pray for anybody listening today that they receive uh, the gospel, they receive the truth, and mm-hmm. uh, just really just see the difference that. And the importance of your word on our lives, and um, just thank you for the 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 order that you provide us in this world of chaos. And I just pray that we all have structure in our lives that will allow us to grow individually and collectively in our relationship with you. I pray that we all grasp the idea of grace, not that we have to earn our salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray for strength in all of our lives. I pray for uh, humility and discernment and wisdom for everybody listening today. And I just thank you for uh, what we're doing here, Lord. I pray you'd bless our undertaking here with True North. Um, Give us ideas. Give us ways to grow. And just thank you for uh, everybody listening today. I just pray that everybody take something from this episode that they're supposed to take from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to Episode 7 of True North Talk. Please make sure you leave a like and rate this podcast on Apple or Spotify it'd really be clutch if you could do that. Also share if you enjoy this episode, share it with somebody who'd like to hear it, who needs to hear it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And with that being said, we will see everybody in episode eight.
1: What you picking chicken,
0: what? What you and chicken, <laughs> what? Episode eight. Don't be late.
1: Don't be late. It'll be great.
0: It's going to be great.
1: <laughs> Peace. See everybody.